When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Very pleased now to be joined by the one and only, the legendary, the incomparable, the supremely handsome, the internationally famous, the biggest Washington Huskies fan that I know from Acme Packing Company. It is Justice Mosqueda. Justice, sorry about Monday night, man. I know it didn't go your way. Yeah, right. America's team. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't be the, uh, like, you know, I saw a thing about, um, I think it was someone on Reddit. It was like, are the Buffalo Bills the new america's team why why do people do this why i i just love that jim harbaugh bullied all the nerds about the sign stealing stuff and then (laughs) uh he's gonna win have no consequences leave and there's nothing you can do about it are you a a how i met your mother fan i've seen some episodes but have you seen uh, the episode uh, the blitz where they like they pass like a curse on to one another um that that happened um with Jim Harbaugh and Pete Carroll it's like Pete Carroll retires as Jim Harbaugh re-enters it's like oh I have to leave uh you know college football because scandal is following I'll just go back to the NFL you know everything remains perfectly balanced in the world um while I have you on the subject of college football who is your favorite Oregon duck of all time Dennis Dixon and then probably Marcus Mariota or DeAnthony Thomas. I ask that because it bothers me greatly when people act like Justin Herbert saying Joey Harrington is like a cool answer. It, it That is one of the things that annoys me the most in the world. I've seen that on so many pregame shows like, man, this guy's so unique. His favorite you know, athlete ever is Joey Harrington. I wonder why that is super difficult to understand for somebody of his age who grew up exactly where he grew up, who went to the school that he went to. What a weird thing for him to like yeah, Joey Harrington. Across the street. I know, yeah. <laughs> but that part doesn't get said. Like pe- people act like, oh, it's like, like he's purposely picking, you know, this random player for obscure reasons because he's a hipster or something. It's dumb. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's really all I wanted to talk to you about today. Uh, but I guess we have to talk about <laughs> all right. the, the uh, Justice Runs Acme Packing Company, uh, SB Nation's Green Bay Packers website. He's been on the show before. Uh, and obviously, Justice, the Dallas Cowboys are hosting the Green Bay Packers in the wild card round of the playoffs on Sunday. Uh, I'll be straight up with you and tell you this was the draw that I wanted for the Cowboys. I'm a little bit afraid of the Rams, if I'm being honest with you. So I guess that's a good place to start. Should people be afraid of the Packers in their current iteration? Um, well, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen all the stats. We're pretty loud about the fact that uh, we think we found another quarterback. Um, second half of the season, Jordan Love's numbers are very good. But at the same time, I mean, we've had these conversations at APC for a while, too, where we're like, if, if we get in the playoffs, who do you guys want to see? And um, I wanted this game because of the narrative of just, you know, okay. we get McCarthy and – McCarthy versus the Packers, and then also that means, you know, Goff versus uh, the Rams, right? right. And I just think, you know, if we're going down narrative street, I think that's that's fun for the league. Um, but as far as, like, matchups for the Packers, 
I also think this is a bad matchup for the Packers. Like, I'd rather see on the field, I'd rather see the Lions, right? Or, um, you know, potentially the the Eagles was was another possibility, uh, you know, based off of how they played the second half of the season. And I kind of think they're a little bit paper tigers first half of the season. Um, if you just look at, you know, how, how well that offense and defense is actually played on paper and then the results of the games, you're like, wait, this team is like, you know, this team was in the one seed spot for a while. Like how, how did that really happen? Um, so yeah, I think, I think there are ways that Dallas can give the Packers issues. I'm still not fully confident in the Packers defense. Um, one of the biggest issues for the Packers defense is when offenses spread them out, um, they don't have very many answers because they because they want to stay in that that too high uh, world, right? So if you're doing the math, right, uh, you go empty. Um, Packers defensive line, let's say there's four guys on the line of scrimmage. There's two guys high. That's six, right? So if you're going to be a hat on a hat, that takes up all the rest of your players. Um, mm-hmm. The Packers don't play a whole lot of man coverage, so you're not going to get a whole lot of matchup-based alignment so if someone's in the slot and it's a cd lamb right and he has a two-way go against one of the packers inside linebackers um he's probably going to win that matchup and we've seen that you know time and time again um you know preston smith lined up in the slot against Devonte adams um tampa bay whoop. that's Devonte saying quit adding me yeah that, that might says, be that might be dennis so- dixon Stuff, yeah, that was that was Dennis. Um, yeah, Preston Smith. So Preston Smith lining up against Devontae Adams in the slot, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Um, I think right. really kind of exposed them when you know they're able to move around Godwin and stuff like that. Um, even the Bears game this past this past week, you had the one DJ Moore play where you know he's he's running a, a drag basically, and Quay Walker's just step behind, um, matching it. And it ends up going for an explosive play. And that, that's really not something Chicago did. Um, but the fact that, you know, this stuff is consistently on film. We know Dallas is going to want to put CD in the slot, right? Um, we know they're going to want to be in the gun and let, you know, Dak kind of pick apart the defense. Um, I, I don't love the matchup for the Packers from that perspective. You said a lot that I really liked, and for all of our listeners and viewers, uh, Justice, we've talked about this before. You phonetically pronounce your Twitter handle Jumosk, um, so J U M O S Q. Uh, so everyone can can check you out over on Twitter, or if you're one of the people who officially calls it X, that's up to you. Um, and Justice has been a DAC believer from day one. Um, that's one right. of the yeah, one of the the impartial, objective people who I I, I will have his back on this, um, even in the middle of last year. Um, you know, throughout the 2022 season, Justice was was very firm and yeah, Dak's better, Dak's better, Dak's better than Hurts, better than Hurts, better than Hurts. Cowboys are better than the Eagles, whatever. So you're well on record. So I imagine that would you know kind of lend to you feeling a little bit you know some sense of trepidation about this game on the field, as you mentioned. You mentioned the narrative of it all and narrative lane. Is it McCarthy Way? Is that the name of the road? Is it Way or I believe Lane? So. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know what the suffix was. Um, I thought it was interesting. He said already this week. 
that he put a little bit too much into that during the matchup at Lambeau Field last year. And you and I talked about that and how he's he kind of real too, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't fault him for that. Like he's human. It's and I think it would be a thing no matter what. But relative to the two teams, like you know, McCarthy's a unique person and that he's coached the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. Like that doesn't exist. Um, and the history that they've had and the history that he's been a part of with the teams. And again, you know, the Packers are such a special and unique organization. Um, I feel like, so a lot of people this season have really bagged on McCarthy for, oh man, yeah, they're doing great. But it took until Dak and CD were like, hey, use us differently after the Niners loss for him to kind of wake things up. And I feel like he doesn't get credit for being humble about that. Like, I, I mean, even being willing to acknowledge that he went about the game at Lambeau Field a little bit incorrectly, perhaps, like he does strike me as someone who, I mean, look, uh, humility is a great quality in leaders and, and he seems to have that these days. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is like, I don't know. What do we do with the whole Kellen Moore thing, right, <laughs> at this point? like, he, Was was he right? Like, or, he was right. Like, I mean, the data right now supports the McCarthy was right. Like, he called his shot, and he's executed it. I mean, Kellen Moore, everyone, you know, head over heels in media, everyone's saying, like, he's going to be the next head coach. He's going to be the next head coach, and – there's jobs open right now. The only place that he's gotten an interview for, I think, right. was the the Chargers, which is you know the team that he's already been a part of, and I don't think he's going to end up getting that job. Um, from what I can tell, like maybe Kellen Moore was part of the contingency that that was pushing the, you know, Dak can't go under center and you know run boot action and all that stuff. And I don't know. You got to give Mike some credit. I know. I know. Um, Jerry had that whole thing where he's like, let's, let's take it game by game and we'll see what happens with McCarthy. I mean, like that's nuts to me. I mean, Dak Prescott led the NFL in passing touchdowns a season after everyone this past off season couldn't wait to bag on him. Right. Right. Um, for interceptions in like his sixth year in the NFL, like we have to forget about the, the previous five seasons or whatever it was. Um, and they won the NFC East. They're the two seed. Like, what are we talking about? McCarthy needs to win his job. Like, I don't know. So as we kind of, because you mentioned you wanted the game for the narrative. So I imagine it would be satisfying, you know, for you, for the Packers to upset Mike McCarthy, you know, in a playoff game. Where does Mike rank Oh, just for like you? going undefeated in like AT&T Stadium <laughs> just for in perpetuity. That'd be great. Just having, being the boogeyman. Yeah. Um, that's true. Um I don't know what the worst loss is that's happened in that building to the Packers. Um, like, I know that the Des caught a game was, like, the worst, but the, the like, actual worst overall loss, like, independent of, of the stakes, might have been the 2017 game. That was the um, the Devontae Adams, you know, Jordan Lewis. Like, we don't have to talk about that. That was awful. Uh, but, um, like, if I asked you to power rank the things you're afraid of entering this game, like, from a Packers perspective, I imagine Dak might be number one. Maybe CD number two, maybe Micah's number three. Like, where does McCarthy and his impact on the game as the play caller fall? Because again, I, I imagine you you want to get one. Not that I don't think you. I have never sensed bitterness from you towards McCarthy. Um, but so I don't think it's about that. But beating him would still be satisfying. Yeah, no, I just think it was time to move on. So like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's I'm I'm not like bitter about it. It was just like yeah, like it was it was time. Um. It's hard to separate some of those things because, like, again, I think the NFL is getting so condensed 
the Packers defense is used to that. Mm-hmm. But every time they go against one of these teams that is a little bit more spread out, um, it really gives them issues. Like Tampa really exposed them, I thought. Um, and the way McCarthy lines up, you know, especially, you know, moving CD into the slot and stuff like that, and the way Dak can process at the line of scrimmage and, you know, handle blitzes and stuff like that. Um, it's hard to separate all those things out because at the end of the day, once Dak delivers the ball to CD, right, and, it, you know, there's a one-on-one matchup with him against Devondre or uh, Koi Walker or whoever it is, I'm not thinking about, like, was that McCarthy? Was that Dak? Was that CD? I'm just like, yeah, it all sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <I'm> like, <laughs> we knew that this was going to happen when we got off the bus. How did we not have a game plan for this? I will say on the defensive side, um, Mike is easily number one. Um, we we did the very risky thing of recording this podcast before any of the injury reports had come out uh, for this week. So we don't know what is happening with Zach Tom. Zach Tom was in and out of the lineup uh, against the Bears with a with a uh, finger issue. So who knows what's going to happen there? Um, definitely something to look out for. The the one thing that I have a big question mark as far as you know injuries and and kind of w- what I'm looking at in this game. Um, AJ Dillon has a busted thumb. The Packers did not carry the ball a single time with any running back other than Aaron Jones against the Bears. Um, I don't know how much the Packers can run with Aaron Jones against the Cowboys, but I have seen some Cowboys games as of lately. Um, and that run defense is not as good as, you know, people kind of write home about. Like, if you look statistically, there's not that big of a difference between the Cowboys' run defense and the Packers' run defense if you're looking at it from an efficiency standpoint, you know, touchdowns given up, stuff like that. So I kind of think, like, if the weakest part of this Cowboys team is, like, maybe kind of, like, breaking the will in the run game. But I don't know if the Packers can commit to it because they only have two backs they really trust and that they've trusted all year. And one of them has a busted thumb and the other one is 180 pounds. So so I agree with everything you're saying. And I'm scrolling through Summer Sports' playoff guide, which they were kind enough to make free for everybody um, because I caught something in it when I was looking at it. Um, I'll find it in a second. But I almost – and I don't say this in like a way that I hope it like comes back to bite me. But like if I have to pick the the path that I hope the Cowboys you know, kind of ultimately take here, like I would certainly prefer that Green Bay try to put this game – in the hands of, of the ground game. I mean, like, I don't know that we, like we as a football world are properly giving Jordan love credit. I know you're saying like, you're having fun with the idea. Like it's real. I was on. So you mentioned when we were doing this, we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, and early on Wednesday, I was trying to play with like finding, like, what would you say is the inflection point for the Packers season? What, like, what would you say? Like for, for the Cowboys, it's the Niners loss. Like that really changed everything. Like what's the point where everything snapped for green Bay in your mind? Um, offensively, definitely the, the Steelers game. Um, the Steelers game is when it stopped being just Jordan. Lo- I mean, you got to remember the first half of the season, the Packers were leading the NFL at deep attempts and they could not complete one. Right. And that was kind of the narrative of the entire season between that and, you know, wide receivers running wrong routes and stuff like that. I mean, you got to remember this entire offense is built out of guys who are like 21 years old. Um, so yeah, the Steelers game, even though it was a loss, was kind of the the inflection point for the offensive side of the ball. 
so I chose to look at things from Thanksgiving on. It's like that's like an old like adage too, right? Like you know, Thanksgiving is you know sort of like the most important part of the year, or whatever. Again, I didn't have like a, a sound reason for doing that, but when I did, I and you know that even includes the big game that Dallas had on on Thanksgiving as well, uh, but also includes the stinkers they had in, in Buffalo in Miami, which was obviously a big you know reason why their you know run support you know looks really poor when you look at recent success or whatever. Um, since that time, from Thanksgiving on. Jordan Love is second in the NFL in EPA per play. Second. Like, not like right. top five, not, you know, oh, like kind of cool. Second, above Dak. Like, again, I and I knew this on some level, but like seeing it that way spooked me in a way that I wasn't necessarily feeling before I saw that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think one of the interesting things about this game is it's not being billed as a kind of star quarterback matchup. And again, right. you know, maybe maybe it's only like Wednesday and you know, all that, and there's a whole lot of stuff going on with the coaching carousel and things like that. But, I mean, first in the NFL in passing touchdowns versus second in the NFL in passing touchdowns. That's what we're expected to see here. And I expect a shootout, to be, you know, totally frank. Um, maybe not necessarily. That's, that's my know, deepest fear. Like, that's that's truly my deepest fear. <laughs> I, I, I do expect a shootout. I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be like traditional shootout in terms of like the frequency of the passing game, but I expect both teams to um, score a lot of points. Like the, the Packers might want to run the ball um, just because it's part of their nature. Like the, the bears game. I don't know if you saw or were keeping track of like how quickly that game was moving, but like I was watching on YouTube TV and when it went final, there was still 45 minutes left. Like in oh, like in know, the, the in the like allotted time or whatever they they give yes. for but yeah exactly okay exactly um I think the the first half was like an hour and ten minutes or something that Bears game like they're gonna want to keep the clock rolling um Love had like five incompletions last game two of them would have been would be touchdowns <laughs> uh so yeah I mean he's been he's been playing pretty good so this is what I was looking for and. They're looking at things like their ranking that I'm referencing here is like relative to the whole season, which isn't, you know, I think I think for things like this, like things like weighted DVOA are a little bit better. But um, Dallas only ranks 11th defensively against the rush. Like, it, you know, it feels much worse. And again, it, the Buffalo game was like this. It's hard to call it an outlier because they've had, you know, moments of being poor. Um, but, you know, we had our postgame show going at Blog on the Boys right after the Commanders win. And then immediately it was, oh, they're playing the Packers and everything kind of locked into place. And that was everyone's number one concern. It was like, oh, man, Green Bay is going to be able to have success on the ground. Again, like, if that's the game plan, like, I think that's a win for the Cowboys. Like, if you're going to take the ball out of Jordan Love's hands, I mean, like, I, I'm not, again, I'm not at all trying to be arrogant about this. But, like, the thing I fear the most is Jordan Love at this point, not Aaron Jones, all due respect. I love to hear that. Wow. Year one. Okay. I'm not trying to be games. arrogant. Are you are you saying you love to hear this just because of the fear? No, I, I, I love to hear the fear in Jordan Love. Okay, okay. Okay. I thought you were saying this like, oh, I love this. Like doubt Aaron Jones. I thought that's where you were coming from. So no, no, no. no like, I mean, we just had to hear Bears fans, Lions fans, Vikings fans all year being like, you don't actually like Jordan Love, right? <laughs> like you don't actually think you're gonna you did it again, right? And to shove all of their faces in it and remind them who is daddy is pretty nice. It's I mean, if I had to, I've been like saying this a lot this week in different places, but like if I had to rank the the current like NFC playoff field, like rank the quarterbacks in it, Brock is difficult to rank. I think we all like can acknowledge he's in his own unique box, right? So understanding that, I think it goes Dak, Stafford, Love. 
right? Like, are are you taking current day Jalen Hurts over Jordan Love? No, you're not. I'm definitely not. I mean, are you, we're not taking Baker. We're not taking Jared Goff as much as you know yeah. that might upset Jeremy Reisman. Like, Jordan loves that dude right now, man. Like, and I'm. I mean, like, if they if I think the final infinity stone towards like they did it again is going and upsetting the Cowboys right because like that's been like those have been like Aaron Rodgers is like hallmark moments is like you know the gut-wrenching loss he handed at the Cowboys and to do it against Mike McCarthy even though Jordan Love has had nothing to do with McCarthy I mean the the opportunity is significant you talk about narrative like the the narrative on the line for Jordan Love is really really massive in this game not that he has anything to lose which is also what's terrifying like the Packers have absolutely nothing to lose here from a narrative standpoint the Cowboys have everything to lose yeah, I think the only person who's like really worried going into this game is uh, Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, because I have no idea if they're going to keep him or not after the season. It seems like Matt LaFleur really doesn't want to can him. It seems like everyone else is pretty fed up about him, but like the players are sticking, some at least, um, players are sticking up for him, you know, very publicly. Um, so maybe he has a little something to lose, but everyone else is like, well, you know, whether I'm, you know, we win or lose this game, we're coming back next season, right? Like everyone's a rookie uh, contract type of guy. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just excited to watch this football game, honestly. Um, definitely worried about CD. I, I don't think, uh, for whatever it's worth, I don't think Brandon Cooks is going to get a lot of play in this game. The way the Packers kind of take advantage of um, offenses is really just like, hey, are you running a deep route from the outside? We're bagging that. Our entire defense is built around we're bagging deep routes from the outside. So I don't think Cooks is going to get a whole lot of looks. Um, but Lamb, at the tippy top of my fears this whole week. Jake, Jake Ferguson? Jake Ferguson could eat. Yeah, I like. I really like Jake Ferguson, actually. He's one of my, like um, – He's a football like, psycho, like, and you're you're prospect. a football sicko. So, like, if you're a football sicko, you absolutely love the way Jake Ferguson plays. Like, regardless of what team he's on. Yeah. Plus, you know, Wisconsin guy. Pe- people will lap that up. Yeah, but you won't, especially now as a Big Ten guy. You know, you're you're not a Badger. Get out of here with of course, that. Big Big Ten's finest, dude. <laughs> I'm in Big Ten country right now, Portland. <laughs> um. Okay, last two for you, um, and then I and then the the last one. Give me two things you guarantee happen in this game. They can be positive. They can be negative. They can be whatever you want. But, like, this will definitely – and it can be low-hanging fruit. It doesn't have to be, like, a, an extreme declaration. Wow. Um, it's the playoffs, Justice. I mean, we don't ask stupid questions around here. I mean, Yeah. What is going to happen in this game? I think I think CD's going for 100. Okay. C-note for CD. Yeah. Um, another thing. Um, um, our our defensive line looks good against your offensive line. I guess I'll, does that count as a thing? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but that that's how you want to like term it. Like, looks good. I mean, we can all define that as we want to, but like, I get like they're gonna get pressures. I think TFL okay. they'll make plays in the backfield. The okay. defensive line will be making plays in the backfield. I don't think your offensive line is as good as it's. Uh, been in the past and this Packers defensive front has been hot like every single interior guy made a play against the Bears I don't know if Preston Smith is actually on PD PEDs or not but the last two games he's looked the best that he's ever looked in Green Bay which is nuts um you know obviously Rashawn Gary's 
a good football player. Lucas Van Ness and Kingsley and Igbari have been making some plays off of the edge, off of the bench. Um, so I expect that to hopefully negate some of the, uh, you know, Dak McCarthy CD stuff that we've been talking about all episode. Okay. Um, the other question is, I do this all the time, but who is a Packer that if the Cowboys lose, it, we should have seen this coming. Like we should have seen this dude coming. Like he was hiding in plain sight, but he didn't get the attention that, you know, the, you know, he didn't get the Jordan Love treatment, the, you know, Jair Alexander treatment, the Rashawn Gary treatment. Like, again, a not superstar level fame guy, but somebody who is obvious, if that makes sense. Um, did Tavian Wicks or Jaden Reed, you know, one of those two receivers, I think they've I think, been the, the I don't two think Jaden Reed qualifies anymore. Like, he's okay. Up <laughs> okay. Then Wicks. Um, yeah, I think those two have been the best receivers for the Packers, um, you know, throughout the season. The funny thing is, like, I don't know, like maybe Bo, Bo Milton is on the list at this point. Um, Bo Milton was a guy who was just recently brought up off of the practice squad. He's had 170 yards over the last two weeks. No okay. idea where that came from. He led the he led the Packers in snaps at wide receiver last game. Again, he was on the practice squad a week and a half ago. So <laughs> I don't know what's happening with this wide receiver unit, but it seems like they're trending away from Dobbs and Christian Watson, which is perfectly fine to me. Christian Watson had the big game against Dallas, obviously, last year, although with Aaron Rodgers until we don't have to talk about that. Something that I think gets lost, Dallas had a 14-point lead in that fourth quarter, and I like to say this a lot. I would never doubt Micah Parsons, but um, he said after that game, he said, if Dak ever gives me a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, I'll never lose it. And they literally did the same thing against Jacksonville like two weeks later. So um, you know, <laughs> maybe just don't say stuff like that. Um, last one. And it is a narrative question, which I think is appropriate given kind of the way you started this. Obviously the Cowboys have to win in the division around, I think to get, you know, their legitimate flowers from a lot of football people that goes without saying, but a win for Mike McCarthy here does what for you? Again, you talked about not harboring any bitterness or anything like that. And so you can answer this from like a Packers fan perspective, but also like as somebody who evaluates the entire NFL, I do think it would be significant for him, but I'm obviously very biased about this. Uh, but, you know, handling the Packers, particularly if they do throttle them, they live up to the like home field advantage thing, you know, except like, whoa, what a big shock. A big time win would help his, his resume. But what does a win for McCarthy do here relative to the overall picture of this history? Honestly, like, uh, it kind of wipes away narratives, and it just makes it another football game. And I don't know if that is what people are looking for, but, like, when I think of – I mean, again, I knew that this was a bad matchup coming in, right? But the reason that I wanted to see this is because I know, you know, it's probably going to be good for the sport um, getting McCarthy against the Packers again. But – um you know, you think about Packers going into Dallas, Cowboys fans talk about, you know, Green Bay being the boogeyman in their own stadium, right? Um, we talk about the whole McCarthy thing and, you know, he had the homecoming um, last year and all that stuff. Like, I, I think a win just kind of gets that monkey off his back, right? And just turns future Packers versus Cowboys games into, you know, just, games. just another opportunity, yeah. which I think if you're – you know, a Cowboys fan, that's probably what you want. I mean, obviously, you know, a win is what you want. But, like, um, you know, you don't have to deal with all these other things around you. I mean, the things are fun for you, I imagine, but they're super terrible for us. Um, so, <laughs> Oh, uh, if we get it again, I mean, 
I'm gonna have you on next week. We can power rank, you know, <laughs> worst power, pa- pa- worst power rank Packers, Packers wins at AT&T Stadium. Yeah, um, yeah. I was. Like, I don't know, RJ. You really don't want to put this number one. I'm just rewinding over and over again the Jared Cook catch, like. I was um I was at the Matt Flynn game, so that was horrible as well. Um, so it's not just Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean? Like it's everyone's had their turn, uh, seemingly. Hopefully, it's not Jordan Love's. Uh, obviously, on Sunday. Um, okay, are you picking the Packers? Is that I mean you didn't you couldn't come this far no. to not pick the Packers? I think. No, I'm picking the Cowboys, and I hope the Packers win. I mean, let's do it and let's go, buddy. If I can get, you know, Cowboys stripes. Niners stripes, Lions stripes, all in, all in the same <laughs> NFC playoffs. Like, let's do it. I'm ready. Would be, but I mean, look, the Packers are far less hateable for me now with Aaron Rodgers out of tow. And by the way, it's really nice to yeah, see everyone. Why? Kind of... So, so <laughs> one of my buddies hit me up and was like, "This is your first likable Packers." He, he's not a Packers fan. Um, he's a fan of an AFC team, if that matters at all. He's like, "This is the first likable Packers team since 2007." And I'm like. Okay, I kind of get it because we were like we started off at you know not the high point, right? Um, but does locking in a third quarterback for like a forty-five year run at the position make us more likable? I I would think that this would only make us more obnoxious in their eyes. Um, no, I'm I'm an NFL historian, and so. Like I want to like the Packers in that respect, you know. Like I um I have the certificate from my first game at Lambeau Field, you know. Like I wouldn't put just anything up like that in my office, but you know that that checks the box for me. Um, now to be clear, I didn't like Aaron Rodgers before it was like super popular to not like Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, it's become kind of like mainstream over the last whatever like uh, two and a well, half. Well, doesn't help that he keeps talking. Right, right. Uh, but my point is like I was here first um for purely football reasons um and so like that became who we didn't like like every time you've said the word boogeyman like i don't feel that way anymore like the the boogeyman doesn't exist to me like if the the cowboys lose it will suck and it will be annoying and it will be the packers obviously but like it was losing to aaron Rodgers that was particularly frustrating and losing to aaron Rodgers at lambo with the calf injury and losing off of third and 20 when jeff heath didn't force a fumble like it was just like and losing on that, that same game when he threw the like dumbest pass that got through sean lee's flailing arms like it just felt like that dude caught all the breaks against this team specifically which obviously hurt me and so i don't hold those same sort of vendettas against jordan love that's why it won't bother me as much but i can't imagine for you the most satisfying possible path to the super bowl would be wins at at&t wins in santa clara or win in you know both, and then win at Fort Field in the NFC Championship game. That would be pretty. Thousand cool. percent, thousand percent. <laughs> see, after, see, after Chicago couldn't knock you out in Week 18. Oh yeah, <laughs> they didn't come close. That that game last week, we talked about it all week. Like, I think it's seventeen nine, but like the Packers had that weird end of half thing, um, where they ended up not scoring. They had the Jordan Love fumble. Uh, they had two amazing Jordan Love passes. That didn't end up counting as scores. Um, that was a thorough ass whooping, and that game probably should have been closer to like thirty-five to nine than seventeen to nine. Um, since you predicted the Cowboys to win, I guess I have to ask you this: is my actual last one. What's their fate? Like, if if what you predicted, you know, comes to pass and Dallas wins, I guess it depends on. Do you think the Rams or Lions win that game? Yeah, I don't know. I think that game probably should be closer. I haven't looked at the the 
spread there specifically? I know the Packers I think Cowboys game is like seven and a half. Three and a half. Detroit's got three and a half at home. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um I guess like if I'm if I had to pick a side on that, I'd probably take the Rams plus three and a half there. So you got that you got them going to to San Francisco and you got Dallas hosting the Monday night winner in the division round. So who wins those two games? That's that's my that's my nirvana. The the Eagles I, so, Heads are gonna um, be rolling. By the way, I uh, I think there's like a 95 percent chance of rain <laughs> for, for the Monday night game. Uh, yeah. So good luck. Uh, but um, I feel confident in Dallas against either team, obviously. And I the reason I didn't want the Rams in the wild card round was because I want them to go to San Francisco. I think they stand the best chance to upset San. Francisco. And I'm obviously terrified of San. Because yeah. not not everyone can just beat the Niners in every playoff game ever. Justice. Um, so I mean. I, I'm very, very, very nervous of, uh, you know, of this prospect. And so I um, I hope you're right. But what's Dallas's fate? They do it all? They get to the title game? Let's say uh, get to the NFC Championship game, lose to the Niners. The most brutal, the most brutal answer. Yeah. There's a lot of Cowboys fans who are like, I'll just take, I'll take just getting to the title game. No, you won't. Like all the people who say that are the first ones to be like, this is unacceptable. Fire McCarthy. We have to move on. Blah, blah, blah. I said that in uh, 16 when the Packers should have had no opportunity to get to the Super Bowl with the defense that, that they had on the field. And they ended up losing to the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC they didn't, Championship. They didn't game. lose. They got boat raced and they, they got smoked. When Julio Jones was going for like 200 <laughs> yards. I was on a plane going to Mobile, Alabama for the senior poll, and I wanted to jump off. Um, so, yeah, tell yourself that now. But in, in two weeks, you got to be <laughs> convincing yourselves that this is the year we're going to have another banner. The 90s are back. This is my actual last one. Who were you more afraid of, Julio that day or CD this week? Honestly, I had no expectations going into that 16 game. The title game? Um, I, I, the championship game. Yeah. I was just like, it's like, I'm, I'm happy to be here. To, yeah. I mean, like you, I had to like consistently remind myself, like, <laughs> do not get your hopes up. Do not get, you know, who's starting at cornerback this week. Do not okay. get your hopes up. Um, So I guess I would say CD. Um, hopefully Aaron Ripkowski doesn't fumble in this game. Okay. Then that seems like a good note to end on. Uh, just as I delayed our recording because I had to eat a sandwich. So as we leave, what is your favorite kind of sandwich? You can go any kind of meat or peanut butter and jelly, but your favorite kind of sandwich to eat. Honestly, some sort of breakfast sandwich on a croissant. That's probably my answer. Like get a bacon, egg and cheese on croissant. I've had some great breakfast sandwiches in Portland. So, you know? Yeah. Big 10 country. We know how to do it. <laughs> go Huskies. <laughs> <laughs>